And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. I most certainly am. Welcome aboard. Thank you very much there, the legendary John Bon Jovial. And welcome listeners around the world to another hour of music and talk with the artists who make it right here on the David Bowers Awards. And uh, for those of you listening in uh, Rochester, New York, through the courtesy of WRFZ FM 106.3, otherwise known as Rochester Free Radio, thank you very much, Mary Perry, accredited disability representative in Rochester, who underwrites the David Bowers Awards on Rochester Free Radio. And we thank you so much, Mary. We love having you support us and make us, uh, enable us to you know, be able to talk to the listeners in Rochester directly. So thank you very much, and thank you to uh, all the gang at uh, WRFZ. A great bunch of guys. They got some great music shows on, along with uh, assorted other programming. Uh, you can catch, uh, well, check them out. They're online at Rochester Free Radio, and uh, I, I'm sure you're going to find something of interest there, and hopefully you'll find something of interest here because we have got some great indie music, and uh, our first uh, our first track we're going to play because – we always start the show off with something new and oftentimes by artists that have not appeared on the show to help you get to know some. We've got a, uh, we've got an artist coming up here. I want you to listen to the track. You're not going to be able to understand the lyric, but we'll talk about it. The song is in Tagalog, and the band comes to us from the Philippines, and they call themselves Charles Daza and the Revenants. Here's Nasankana.
of the or the name of the song Nasantana because I am not a, I'm not versed in Tagalog at all I have no idea in uh, the exact pronunciation but uh, I do know from uh, from talking with the band that uh, the lyric is it, it's a you know, love song for really for a lost love and the singer is saying loosely translated I'm screaming screaming out where are you where are you now and uh, it's, you know, it's a, it's a plaintive love song in that respect. And I understand, as he was explaining to me, that Tagalog doesn't really translate word for word. It translates by thought. So that makes the interpretation to, or the translation to English a little bit more difficult. But I think from what he said, you can get the idea. And uh, Charles Daza, the Revenants, uh, really a nice sound, and they really get into blues. They're from Kabat, Philippines, and uh, 
Charles Daza is formerly of the metal band Sin, among other bands he was in. And uh, they, he makes his blues debut with The Revenants now. And uh, they have gotten so good so fast uh, that uh, they've been nominated for 2020 World Artist of the Year already. And uh, we congratulate them just on the nomination. That's a great accomplishment. And uh, we look forward to hearing more from them. And if you'd like to hear them, let us know. And, uh, hey, we could have our first guest from the Philippines here. That uh, nomination, by the way, for World Artist of the Year came out of 30,000 submissions. They narrowed it down to the final field. And uh, the band was one of the finalists, Charles Daza and the Revenants. John Bon Jovial, our finalist. How are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm finally here. Uh, not bad. You know, nice song. It, <laughs> you you know, it. It, it, very melodic. Uh, the production values, I thought, were, were very nice on it. I have no idea what they were talking about. I'm glad that you did explain it because <laughs> I was kind of wondering. But it, it felt from just the, the, the feel of the music and the way the lyrics were being sung that it was a love song. Now, over a lost love, I could not have told you that, but you know, it, it's nice. And I'm sure that regionally they're probably a hit in the Philippines. Uh, they are, yeah. Uh, here in the they United States, I, I don't know that they would make it only because of the language barrier. But uh, it, I'm glad that we were able to play it. Yeah, and that is, the language barrier has really become less of a problem in recent years. We've had uh, a lot of the European hits. And, of course, more recently, uh, the K-pop uh, revolution that's brought all the uh, Korean artists and other, uh, other uh, Asian artists, Japanese. And uh, uh, we've also had a uh, band from India on. Uh, now, they do sing in English as well as their native tongue. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I think they might very well go over, uh, given the right stage. And hopefully we may have, uh, we may have presented a few doors for them to knock on and open to see how they would be received here in the States. We've got to move right along because we've got another big, full show today. Lots of music and hopefully some really interesting chat that you're going to enjoy. But we have uh, two quick V. David Bowers Awards to start off the show, two of them this week. The first one goes to our friend Michael and the gang at MTS Records and Management, and they swept 33 nominations uh, at the world's largest indie music awards, Woo-hoo! the JMAs, the Josie Awards. Yes, absolutely. Uh, the Josie Awards will be held at uh, September 5th at Dollywood. And uh, previous V. David Bowers Awards winners who scored nominations include uh, Canadian singer-songwriter Kristen Karma, who led all nominations, or all nominees, with five nominations, Corey M. Coons, Gary Burke III, and Bill Abernathy with three, Ed Roman with two, and Ashley Puckett and Darren Michael Boyd each garnered uh, one nomination. Those are just the nominees that have appeared on the David Bowers Awards, and we're so happy, proud, and pleased to have been uh, just a little bitty part of that. And uh, Michael at MTS Management Group, the group also got uh, nominated for three JMAs this year, including Record Label of the Year, Promotion Company of the Year, and Management Company of the Year. So uh, great job, Michael, and all the gang at MTS Records and Management. We congratulate you, and congratulations to recent V. David Bowers Awards winner, 
Gregory Crimson, who received nominations for Here Comes the End, which he introduced here on our June 1st show. And this is another very prestigious award from the Hollywood Music and Media Awards people. Congratulations to you, Gregory Crimson. Uh, we do have, as I said, a lot of music and uh, uh, some great, great people to talk with. So I'm suggesting we move right along and get to it right now with our first guest from Nashville, Tennessee. Here is Miss Amanda Page Coronet doing six string showdown. <laughs>
you go. Amanda Page Cornette and Six Screen Showdown. And Amanda's here to talk with us right now. Hello, Amanda. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are y'all? Oh, we're doing just fine. Thanks. So glad to have you here with us today. And what a, uh, if you'll pardon the expression, I know it's uh, it's supposed to be country-oriented, but I can't resist saying, what a rocker. I mean, yeah. you really rock out I, on that thing. <laughs> you, thank you. you. We, I call ca- that our, go ahead. No, no, go for it. I was going to say, we call that our future classic rock song. <laughs> There you go. Well, is there isn't any chance you really put your heart and soul into that one, is there? You know, I put my heart and soul into everything I do. Um, we, my co, or my uh, guitar player Randall Scott Peterson and I co-produced my whole album, and we wanted to make an album that we were really proud of musically, lyrically, everything. So yes, absolutely. Well, it shows, and that's uh, a great way. It's a it's a great attitude to have to put your heart and soul into everything you do, and it, it you'll be rewarded for that. Believe me, and it looks like you're already on the right track. Tell us a little bit about Amanda and where she came from, and what made her what she is today. Well, I'm originally from Spartanburg, South Carolina, and moved back kind of in and out of Florida and Southeast and whatnot, and I've been in Nashville for a little while now, and I've been making up songs probably as long as I could talk, and when I was nine, I finally started writing them down, been performing since I was little, and had some really amazing influences over the years that really guided me in great directions on how to make songwriting a skill, not just a talent, and how to work hard and know that it's not going to be an overnight thing, but you got to just keep working and working and grinding and grinding. Absolutely. I think you've got the right attitude. John Bon Jovial, I can tell, I can tell you're just waiting to jump in here. Come chomping, on, <laughs> chomping, chomping at the bit. Uh, Amanda, uh, well, Love it. welcome. Love the choice of words. Love the choice. <laughs> uh, welcome. It's wonderful that you're here and uh, that uh, as David tells you know all of our guests you know i never get to hear the music until we play it so you know i can uh, render an uh, a knee-jerk reaction and honest opinion and uh this is really something the six string showdown because i mean there's certainly some hardcore elements of country in there but you know when yeah, when you get your people to be able to blend a uh, a combination of uh, of a rock solo and a country solo on the guitar like that that's kind of hard to do so uh, congratulations on that you guys pull it off <laughs> well thank you uh we i wrote that song with uh randall scott peterson who was also my co-producer and dave isaacs who is known as the nashville guitar guru so both insane guitar players and i called him up one day and i said hey i've got this idea why don't, what if we write a guitar, lead guitar battle song? And I said, I'll help with the lyrics, but the music's on y'all. Because they're much, much, much more talented musicians than I. And they were like, yeah, let's do it. So we got together, and I, I'm very proud of it. I think it's a really fun song to sing. It's a rocker. It's exciting to play live and to listen to. So. Well, you know, it's, it's something that you're going to be able to, you know, I was going to say, as far as the live play is concerned, 
uh, you know, this is something where you guys can be up on stage and your guitarists can have a conversation, a musical conversation with each other, going back and forth. And I just, I, I think that's great. And it's, it's good bar music. It's good, you know, come on, let's go out and party music. And, and that's, that's one of the things I really like about it. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, and playing in bars made change the way I write. Even uh, playing, um, <laughs> you know, three-hour gigs even adjusted the way I write because I realized you have to write to the audience. You want the audience, if you're playing bar gigs and you want to play original music, you have to play music that they can sing along with by the second chorus. And then you don't, they don't even have to know you're playing originals because they can sing along. So they're like, Oh, I must've heard this before. (laughs) Exactly. And, uh, I was going to say playing in bars has changed a lot of people's lives, but I think that goes without saying. You did bring up one point that I wanted to jump on and follow up on, and that is the uh, live music thing, which of course has been kind of restricted for the last three months or so. And uh, have you had a chance to play that particular track live? We have. We actually had a full band show on January 4th, and that was the last time we got to play as a full band. We had some gigs in March that all got canceled, and um, we're excited to be playing 4th of July for a rescue benefit for uh, essential workers and rescue workers uh, down at Hot Springs in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, which will be pretty cool, and it'll be so much fun to be back with the band. It's been Difficult having to play for computer screens and doing online sure. concerts. But the cool thing about yeah. that is I feel like we've been able to build new fan bases because of some mm-hmm. of the online music festivals we've been doing. People that wouldn't have known who we were otherwise um, have discovered us, and we've discovered other people as well. And we've talked about this with other artists that we've had on during our uh, pandemic casts here over the last three months <laughs> or so. And uh, one of the things that I've found that I believe is that this whole situation, if you can find some good out of it, I I think it's opened the door to more of the uh, live streams, the the more personal live streams where artists are are playing from their own homes or their own studios to a, uh, to a specific audience. And when you're, when you're doing a live stream, you get the feeling, especially as a viewer, you get the feeling that the artist is playing almost directly to you as if he were in your home playing for you alone. And I think this creates a much more intimate atmosphere than you can get at even the most intimate nightclubs. Absolutely. It's kind of like doing a house concert, except yes. there's a little more fun with house concerts because I actually get to physically like get to meet people and interact and... Um, but it is great because you can comment and you can see people making comments or making requests. And uh, I love asking, where is everybody from, to find out how far away people are from. Because being online, you can get people from everywhere, whereas if you're performing just in town, it's only going to be whoever's there physically. And right. it opens up the world quite a bit. Internet in general has opened up the world for indie artists to to get their music out there, which I think is a great thing. The Internet has opened up the opportunity for guys like David and I to be able to do a show that features indie artists that we can feature 
through our internet radio show. So, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand. You know, without corporate America telling us what to do. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And, uh, I mean, we are not beholden to Clear Channel or iHeartRadio. I mean, you know, this is is our thing. But what I want to ask you, another question here, is that once all this pandemic nonsense clears up and this COVID is just a... Uh, you know, a, a, a sad note in our history. Uh, do you plan on getting out on the road and touring again, seeing, you know, whether it's going to be a, a large venue or an intimate club setting? Uh, are, are you going to be, uh, you know, you and the band, are, are you going to hit the road? That is the plan. Right now, um, it's, it's still kind of touch and go. A lot of places aren't wanting to book yet because, the numbers keep going up and down and things keep changing. And so I think a lot of venues, well, rest, a lot of places aren't completely open yet, especially if they're a bar without a restaurant. And so it's, I'm definitely ready to be back on the road. Um, it's, it's been tough not getting to play out with the band, and that is something we were working on, putting together Southeast and further tours right before this happened. So hopefully we can get back on track with that and start, getting out there we have to definitely get through this my guitar player has two babies um he has a almost three-year-old and a one and a half year old with cystic fibrosis so oh boy he has to be very careful so it may be that you know we may have to use a different guitar player just for a little while because of that and which is all which stinks because my band is two brothers and a sister and we've been playing together for over nine years and they truly have are a part of my sound. You know, it's not just me. It's Amanda Page Cornette and Elmas Angels. Well, we sure hope that you'll right. be hitting our that... neighborhoods. You know, David is in the Phoenix, Arizona area, and I'm in southwest Florida down in Naples, and we would just love to okay. host you guys and, and have you be here in town and go see your concert and hang out afterwards, and it'd, it'd be a lot of fun. It, oh, it, I would love that. Yeah. I would love that. I'm actually in Florida the... right now. I'm in Orlando right now. Okay. So. Oh, wow. So unfortunately, for a sad reason, but <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Before I forget to mention it, uh, obviously we are all over uh, social media on the internet. But I have one page on yeah. Facebook that is a groups page, a group music page, and that is there for guests on the show and for all music people, for that matter. But especially for guests on the show to post their their news, their releases, their new play dates, uh, whatever they're doing that they want to share with their audience, share it there. It's uh, the David Bowers Awards on Facebook, and you share it there. We'll pick it up and blast it out on our other social media sites, too, so you get a little extra mileage off of that. So keep that in mind. It's there for you to use. Do it. That's what it's there for. Great. We just released the video. Go ahead. (laughs) Awesome. Great. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the kind of thing we love to see there. And of course, the the, uh, followers love it, too. Uh, Before we run out of time, I want to give you the chance to tell people how to find you online. You can find me at www.amandapagecornette.com. No, I am page, which has kind of become a joke because I say that every time. (laughs) And you can find me on uh, Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, MP3, Facebook, Amanda Page Cornette Music, um, all over. And, you know, I love interacting with fans. I love supporting other artists as well. I've, during this COVID stuff, I've been encouraging everybody, if you love music, if you, don't, if you realize you couldn't make it through a pandemic without entertainment, without arts, without music, without TV, make sure you're supporting those artists because 
we're struggling too, and we want to be able to continue putting out great music for you to listen to. So, um, and like I said, I just put out a new music video for Six String Showdown. It was a lot of fun. I got to work with uh, some students at David Lipscomb in their film program, which was really cool, getting to work with some young, talented uh, directors and producers, and it's out live now, so I'll post that for you all after this. It's pretty fun. Great. Fantastic, and yeah, we do. We have in, we always encourage our listeners to go and get a hold of the artists. Go to their web page, get a hold of them on on uh, social media, interact with them, tell them what you like, what you don't like, make requests, whatever. But the interaction yeah. is what it's all about, and uh, we appreciate you having that same feeling as well as we appreciate you coming in and spending a little time with us to tell us about Amanda Page Cornett. And if you would, we've got about 30 seconds left. Tell us about this next song we're going to play called Throw a Little Gas. Well, little did I know that I was setting the 2020 on fire in a bad way. We thought we were setting it in a good way, but it's a real (laughs) sassy, bluesy song. And we released a video for that January 1st and set 2020 on fire. We did not mean to blow up 2020. But it's a fun song I wrote with Mr. Steve Goody. He's a comedian writer in Nashville, known for that. But we wrote a pretty sassy, sultry blues song, and it's it's a lot of fun. That's awesome. And I, I actually, I guess we do have a few seconds longer than what the uh, what the timing said there. But uh, <laughs> I don't think anybody blames you personally or even your group for. Uh, messing up 2020 and making it a uh, <laughs> uh, you know a memorable year in the wrong way so uh, yeah. don't take that personally but we are so no, happy to have had you here yeah. thank you so much and, for uh, having me you're absolutely welcome thank you and uh, we look forward to hearing from you again do keep in touch with us one of the things we insist on is we'd like to be able to follow our guests follow their careers keep in touch with them and of course have you come back in the future too I would love that. I would love that. Fantastic. Thank you again, Amanda. And uh, do keep in touch, ladies and gentlemen. Amanda Page Cornett. And this is called Throw a Little Gas.
I love the little chuckle there at the end. Did you catch that? Yeah, that's pretty cool. That, that that is very cool. Very cool. That, that is and, uh, a great interview. What a talented, she's what a she's, talented she's fun. I like her. Yeah, and and she can scorch a tune too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The chick can sing. No, There's no. Question. I mean the, the the rocker that we opened the segment with was uh, was a good one. It was it was a kick butt song. But then she turns on the uh, she turns on the flame here at the end, and that's a. Uh, it's an aptly titled song. Throw a little gas because she does. She uh, she turns the flame up there, gets a little bluesy, and uh, I like it. Yeah, I like the. Uh, I I not only like the song and the way she does it, but I like the versatility in her to be able to do something that intimate and bluesy, and yet be able to turn around and do a kick-ass rocker like. Yeah, uh, there's a like certain there's a certain the sultriness with. to uh, her her singing in the second yeah. song that. Uh, uh, was very impressive and kind of a 180 from the first song, which of course just kicked butt. A really good tune, and yeah. so uh, yeah, I think yeah. she's no, going to go. Hit it, put it. Uh, I think she's going to go places. I really do. But enough, enough yak yeah, about uh, about uh, what we think. We have somebody waiting on the phone, uh, just chomping at the bit to get in here. And why don't you uh, do a little yak on that? That's it. Seems to be our catchphrase for the day, chomping, chomping at the bit. At the bit. That's right. You got a okay. bit I can be chomping on, please. There you go. Yeah, man, to see what you see what you get yeah, no when kidding. you give us an idea get like that, that or when you encourage us to be sudden, totally silly. Yeah. Now all of a sudden we're talking you got about it. All right. like all that stuff. We're gonna move on. We're gonna give Eddie a chance to come in here and talk right after we play this tune called Angels. How to Fly from the Eddie T Band. Well, Mama, it's okay for you to feel the way you do. Had a way to light up a room I know I'm missing too So go ahead and break down Anytime that you need to You can ask anyone That man, he sure loved you And he's the reason that I turned out like I did With made a man out of some snot-nosed little kid He taught me how to live and love And he taught me how to cry And now he's in here Teaching angels how to fly Summer afternoon With the tigers on TV That was my whole world The old man and me But don't think for a second That he's not here just when I need it the most He whispers in my ear That he's the reason that I turned out like I did 
Well, we've we've certainly crossed some borders today. We started off with a uh, well, we started off with a uh, Philippine Tagalog uh, love ballad. We went to country rock, then the country blues, and we've come all the way around to what I would call classic country. We're back to just plain old country music, and uh, what a job of it. We wish you'd had we we wish you'd had you here last week for Father's Day. That would have been a very appropriate song to be able to play, but we're glad to have you here today. Eddie T with the Eddie T Band. Come on in and say hello. How are you? Hi out there in radio land. <laughs> Absolutely. Gosh, I remember the days I said that more times than more times than I care to remember, but that's, uh, you know, in my early days in radio, I wasn't really clever, and there are, there are those that say I'm still not, but that's okay. We had a lot of fun doing it, and we have an even uh, more I'm fun an, doing I'm this. I'm still an old school guy. I'm still an old school guy, so. I, yeah. I never would have guessed that, Eddie. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> John and I have, uh, we work the gamut in radio uh, between rock, pop, uh, middle of the road, all over the road, country, country. you name it, we did it. And uh, we were talking here just recently about, you know, the real country, what we call real country, pure country, classic country, whatever you want to call it, just plain old right. country music. And uh, right. it's it's not as easy to find as it once was, but uh, you definitely have not strayed far. That apple didn't fall far from the tree with you. <laughs> well, it's uh, I appreciate it uh, so much. I mean, uh it's funny because uh, me and the guys in the band, um, we, we all come from rock bands. I mean, my mentor, I mean, my mentor is Bon Jovi. And, uh, I mean, you know, well, I had a record company guy ask me one time, he says, well, if I say yes, what, what do you want? I goes, well, what do you think I want? I want Bon Jovi's fan base and Bill Gates paycheck, you know, I mean, (laughs) you know, but, uh, but you know, it's like, well, I mean, you know, it's, uh, 
it's so weird because we, we come from a rock background that Angels How to Fly is probably only the second song we've written together as a band. Um, because me and the, me and the guys, we, I wrote primarily most of the songs on the record and then they came in on the, the edges when I formed the band and kind of added their touch to it. And, uh, but it's, uh, it, it, that's one of two songs that we wrote. And for us being rock guys, it sure come out, you know, I guess you would call it traditional country. But uh, yes. that was the yeah. It was that song's been streamed a lot on on online as far as for Father's Day, and we released it on Christmas Eve. So we we're you know tugging at everybody's heartstrings because uh, sure. you know everybody's got that special someone in their life that influenced them. So and that's basically what the song's around. Well, you know, it's uh, uh, Eddie. I, t- I tell you, listening to the song, it it really brought me back uh, because, as Dave had mentioned earlier, you know, we both came up in terrestrial radio and we did the gamut: right. rock and roll, MOR, country. Uh, probably myself personally, I jocked country music more than any other format, and I really uh, came to truly love the classic country song that. The, 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 the kind of music that, you know, the syrup's so thick you got to cut it with a knife. And, I mean, that, that to me, that's country. Right. And I'm listening to this, and I'm right. thinking, you know, we could have been playing this on WQYK in Tampa or WSUN or one, in any of these places, and it would have gone over just gangbusters. So, uh, it, oh, now, that it, is so great to hear. now, you say that this is the second song that, uh, that you and the band have written uh, is... The right. th- is is the direction of the band country because you said you got a rock and roll background. So wh- where is the Eddie T band? You know where are they today and where are they going? Well, you know that's the mystery of the band is we have so many different influences. I mean, if you catch my, there's three members of the band. There's me on bass and lead vocals. There's Rick Dawson on guitar and Marty Worth on drums. And if you catch any one of us alone, Rick will be listening to, you know, Steve Vai and <laughs> instrumental stuff and, and real guitar-driven stuff. And then Marty kind of runs the gamut of, of, you know, he likes the old classic rock and then he likes the traditional country. And then me, I mean, I back in the '80s, I was playing in the hair metal bands and all that and and stuff. But but when I was younger, my mom, I mean, everything that came out of that old Panasonic console stereo with the slider lid, oh, you know, I, I um, love that thing. You know, it, <laughs> right? You know, I worshipped that thing. And and but what came out of it was Loretta Lynn, Sammy Smith, Joe Stampley, Mo Bandy. Vern Godson, you know, that's what I grew up on. And then my sis, my older sisters were a big influence on me and they're throwing rock albums at me, the Aerosmith and the stuff like that. But she was also throwing Hank, wait here, little brother, here's some Hank Williams Jr. Here's the old habits album. Here's Waylon, the outlaw record. And, you know, and so I, I grew up in the country's always been in my roots. And if you listen to the rest of our record, there's only two songs on the record that are really traditional country. It's uh, angels, how to fly in another song called off your mind. And 
those are the two songs that as a band, that's what's so weird is because we all come from these rock backgrounds. And then, you know, when you play clubs, you have to do covers. So our covers consist of anything from Jason Aldean to Randy Hauser to Kenny Chesney to Johnny Cash to, you know, uh, ZZ Top. Um, no bun Right. Well, we do like a, a country version of uh, Wanted Dead or Alive. But, uh, you know, but it's, it's more outlaw, you know. Right. I mean, you like I, I always tell everybody this. If you talk to my label, you know, you talk to TJ and uh, he'll say, well, you guys might be called country because you live up in Michigan, but you're a southern rock band. Uh, so, you know, and then the two songs that we write together as a band are like super traditional country. So I don't know where it comes from. So I think the guys <laughs> have traditional country roots and they just don't know it. <laughs> well, I think the, the bottom line, I think, is you're doing it from the heart. And uh, that's really the best way in the long run. You can't go wrong. Whatever you call right. music. And, uh, right. And, I that, think and that song. That song hit home with a lot of people because the song was based around my dad. Um, he was, me and him were polar opposites, but he was my biggest fan. And he'd act like he didn't care, but, you know, he was sliding me money for equipment and stuff like that. And when he got cancer, when he got cancer, he, he was home here for the last two years of his life on a ventilator. And me and my mom took care oh of him. And, and so... But he was the kind of guy that, you know, he, you'd be working on something and he'd come in the room and he'd be like, nah, give me that. You're doing it all wrong. And so I told my mom, I said, you know, how, what's the best way that I can compliment him? He passed away in 2009. You know, he always used to tell me, he says, well, I don't have any quality of life hooked up to this machine with this hose and the oxygen tank and wheelchairs and, you know, and, and when you're taking care of somebody like that, when you go out into public, you learn to see the good and the bad in people. And, sure. uh, and so when I wrote the song, I thought, well, how can I compliment him? You know, well, leave it to him. He would be the guy that shows up, you know, in heaven going, no, oh, come here. You're doing it all wrong. So that's where the whole angels, how to fly turned into But, but then it's, and then when we, when we released the song, the comments I was getting from the fans were, you know, thank you for sharing this. You know, my, I made me think of my dad today and, and, but it doesn't have to be a, a, a father, son. It doesn't have to be a mother, daughter. It could be, you know, a nephew with an older uncle who said something one day that changed his life and he was getting ready to go down a, a bad path, but somebody stopped him and said, no, do it this way. And, you know, and it could be a teacher. It could be a, a lunch lady. It could be a cashier at the dollar store that happened to quote something that just changed your whole day or your whole perspective. And no matter how bad life gets, I think everybody's got that one person in their life that influenced them or said something or did something to make them make a choice, whether it be good or bad, you know, but, but, but influenced them, you know, to me, it was my music teacher, you know, yeah, I love the one Absolutely. line that you got. You got that one line there in the song about you and your dad watching the Tigers. And, uh, you know, that right. kind of that took me back to my dad and I. We'd be watching the Red Sox because I'm from Boston. And, of course, if you're a Tigers fan, I'm a Red Sox fan. We do have one thing in common. We both hate <laughs> the Yankees. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And that's what, you know, and that's the way it was. I mean, 
and Bon Jovi said it best. He said, when you're, you know, you're 12, 13 years old, the world is no bigger than your backyard. That's right. And to me, the best, right. And to me, the best part of it was, you know, it, it, it seemed like I was always outside playing, but mom had that front window open and you'd hear George Kell and Al Kaline, you know, calling the game and, Mm -hmm. or, you know, and, or Ernie, what, Oh, I can't even think of his name. Huh? Yeah, Ernie Harwell. Thank you, my fiance. Oh, yes, Ernie Harwell. You know, yeah, so yeah. so either dad had yeah either dad had Ernie on in the truck, or we had Al Kaline and George Kell calling the game. You know, and it it just seemed like no matter my dad always made things feel, you know, like I could do no wrong in in my backyard because it literally was the best time of your life because. Your backyard was no, the world was no bigger than your backyard. And I, I think Amen that, to that. It, in the song, I think that resonates with people. And I'm, I'm just so happy that they enjoy it and embraced it. And, uh, and I, you know, and I've had people write me and tell me, you know, that song saved my, you know, saved my outlook on life and, and, and sure. a songwriter, yeah. that's the biggest compliment in the world. Absolutely. Eddie, I, we definitely got to get you back on the show again because we could talk to you forever. However, for this trip, we're just about out of time. I'm going to have to move on here real quickly. Do keep in touch with us because we want to hear from you. We want to stay in touch with all of our guests. And, oh, absolutely. Uh, we will be in touch with you. But I, want, I think we've got about 30 seconds left. Tell us about this change of pace that we're going to with this next track we're going to play called Give Me That. Okay, now we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna go out like Amanda did. Amanda's my label mate, and it, so we're gonna right. we're gonna end it we're gonna end it with a, a cowboy boot uh, line line dancing song. Uh, the, this is the title says it all. Just give me that uh uh, and I think everybody will know exactly what I'm talking about. So hopefully this will be the I... next line dance song. There you go, and I think they will know exactly what you're talking about. So glad to have you with us and get to know you, Eddie. From the Eddie T Band, be sure and check him out. Check out their website, look for him around, and drop him a line. Talk to him on social media. They'd love to hear from you, too. Here they are now, the Eddie T Band, and give me that. Give me a oh, oh. on Broadway Give me that homegrown hometown country girl USA They'll be partying it up and drinking them down Raising hell all over this town On the rooftops and tank tops Daisy Dukes and cowboy boots Man, they'll be shaking it, breaking it the fans Making it sway until a quarter to two. So pile on around with you, busy getting down. There's one thing that you have to do. Give me that oh, 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 Give me that down home girl, hell yeah. Give me that whiskey drink and dance into a country song. Shake it down on the floor 
take you back to the uh, to the good old days when you were you were too young to know any better <laughs> i still don't know any better <laughs> i hear you but it reminds me of the days when i when i used to pretend i knew how to dance <laughs> oh well yeah oh, it, some fun time. It, 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 it's called too much weed and too much alcohol and you can do anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah really <laughs> the eddie t band and uh and what fun. He was a fun guy to talk to. We had a couple of great guests today, Eddie and Amanda both. Uh, really fun to talk to. Had a lot to say. And we really enjoyed sharing their music. We hope you loved it half as much as we did. And we also hope that you'll come back and join us again next week. Same time, same bat channel. John Bon Jovial, take us home. Okay, we are out of here. Thanks, folks. You did it again. Spent another perfectly good hour with the David Bowers Awards Radio Extravaganza Show, and we are truly, truly grateful for your participation and look forward to seeing you next week. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and of course from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona, and we are available for free on most of the major streaming services. Be sure to follow the David Bowers Awards on Twitter 
Twitter, LinkedIn, and of course, Facebook. And join us next week, please, for the David Bowers Awards, Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern on WRFC-FM. That's 106.3 on the FM radio dial in Rochester, New York, Rochester Free Radio. And of course, on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 to 7 p.m. UTC. So until next week, for the David Bowers and Nick, our marvelously happy and geeky engineer, I am yours truly, the lovable, legendary John Bon Jovial, saying love each other, keep your distance, wash your hands, and we'll see you next week right here on The David Bowers Awards.